Hi, I'm Kiran Somanshi from the Economic Times. Our episode today is about cancer. And what better place to start than the Tata Memorial Center in Mumbai, the ground zero of cancer treatment in India. So I, along with my colleagues Anupriya Nair and Vinay Joshi, visited the Tata Memorial Center, the oldest and most trusted cancer institution in the country. And one has to see it to believe it. My name is Abhijit Malik. Where do you come from? Guwahati. My treatment started uh, on April 2021. So my treatment uh, was for seven months. I'm in follow-up right now. I detected uh, my breast cancer in the first week of June, like seven months past. I'm coming and going. I, in uh, Early in the morning, four o'clock, I wake up and come over here for checkup, follow-up. My mom, we detected cancer in July. She has pancreatic cancer and she's on stage two right now. Where are you from? I have waited like for 13 hours as well in the line because there are a hell lot of patients over here coming from all over India. But the doctors are really calm, they are really helpful. 196, Hundreds of patients from India's villages and towns come to this institution to seek quality care at a price they can afford. They come with hope and prayers and go back with gratitude and trust. And why not? After all, a cancer diagnosis till recently was almost a death sentence. But the prospects of cancer cure have remarkably improved over the decades. There are several more institutions such as GCRI Ahmedabad and the Cancer Institute Adiyar that have come up to tackle the steadily growing disease burden. Treatment has improved and so have the survival rates in some kinds of cancers. For example, 90% of breast cancer patients get cured now compared to just 50% 50 years ago. Cases of tobacco-related cancer are coming down too. And so are instances of cervical cancer. In fact, last month, India rolled out its first locally made cervical cancer vaccine. Financial support has also improved. Chemotherapy is the topmost health procedure that is availed under India's flagship health insurance scheme, Ayushman Bharat. But the threat of cancer disease continues to loom large for us. One in every nine Indians is at risk of developing cancer today. One in every 29 women can get breast cancer. In fact, cancer is one of the biggest threats to the young Indian population. So ahead of the World Cancer Day on February 4th, we at The Morning Brief decided to take a look at the long way India has come in its fight against cancer and the challenges that are in store while dealing with this emperor of maladies. It's Friday, 3rd of February. This is The Morning Brief. In this episode, I speak to the doctors, nurses and patients at the Tata Memorial Centre and its director, Dr. C.S. Pramesh. I also chat with Dharmesh Shah, founder of BDR Pharma, 
a company launching low cost cancer drugs in india and i speak to usha thorat former deputy governor of rbi and the managing trustee of indian cancer society one of the oldest ngos working in cancer care in india so where do we stand now with regards to the big c there are about 14 lakh new cancer patients diagnosed every year in india and this number is rising at the rate of 2 and 1/2% each year 60 to 75% of patients with cancer seek treatment in private health facilities the incidence of cancer is higher among women who also have to struggle more getting access to treatments india right now has only half the number of oncologists it requires to handle its cancer burden 40% of cancer hospitalization cases are financed through borrowings, sale of assets and help from family and friends. Here's Dr. Pramesh, director of Tata Memorial Center, who has been with the organization for over 2 decades. If you look at the overall incidence of cancer, urban India has a incidence rate between 100 to 110 per 100,000 population. So if we have a 100,000 population, the incidence is about 100 to 110. the same number in rural india is between 45 and 55 so it's less than half of what it is in urban areas and in semi urban areas it's somewhere in between it's between 70 to 80 so clearly showing that a lot of the lifestyle related choices that we make in urban india are contributing to a higher incidence of cancer from the city of mumbai we get 14% of our patients approximately 40% of our patients come from the state of maharashtra including the city of mumbai the remaining 60% come from other states and the vast majority of them come from northern central and northeastern india we get very few patients coming in from southern india nor do we get too many patients coming in from northwest india probably because there are several large uh, publicly funded government hospitals treating cancer in these areas but the kind of population that comes in from northern and northeastern india is substantial Every year 80,000 cancer patients get treated at the Tata Memorial Center. That's roughly 10% of the total number of cancer patients in India. While it retains the Tata name, the center has been under the Department of Atomic Energy since 1962. We met Dr. Shalaka Joshi, a breast cancer surgeon who has been working at the center for more than 15 years now, and Sister Vaishali Raut, who is also a veteran of almost 30 years. I decided to be a surgeon when I was in 7th standard. Okay. So I first decided to do surgery. Then I was in KEM doing general surgery and when all these seniors we heard them talking and treating cancer we obviously got inspired and uh, I got through this surgical oncology training and then I finished my course and after that breast cancer was just the next step because it just happened. After that you just go with the flow and then whatever is happening to It's you rather than Many years that you have been looking for at For me I joined Tata Hospital in 2007 hmm. as a resident. First 5 years I was into my training so 2012. Then I spent a year in UK training further which was also through Tata Hospital sponsored. And then when I was back in 2013 now almost 10 years I am working as a surgeon and a consultant in the breast department. and uh, we treat almost 5000 cases of breast cancer every year we can ask a question by someone who's been with tata for so long there's obviously the private practice is far more attractive in terms of a financial no return. it's not 
we paid we get paid like reasonably well of course some of the private hospitals could pay you like maybe really in uh, large uh, sums and the aim when you become a doctor is not to first make money yeah the aim first is to help patients so mm-hmm. and you have a reasonable amount of money that you know that you can take care of your family and yourself and afford like maybe one or two holidays <laughs> and secondly the research opportunities that the hospital has so country wide i guess we are one of the uh, main institutes who gives guidelines and mm-hmm. conduct research new research or you know existing research which is done in the west and then we do it in our patients or new ideas can be tested the opportunities that this places to offer with respect to the numbers and with respect to research opportunities are phenomenal and that happens only in maybe mskcc new york or you know md anderson and we are on par with those when it comes to treatment and research right. how long did it take for you to kind of become more immune to the day to day vagaries of your job quite soon i guess i have was resilient so so the thing is uh, what i see i am immune to is sometimes is i'm sensitive towards patients pains or even their waiting and i don't want anybody but it doesn't affect me anymore like i'm not mentally disturbed because of any of this mm-hmm. i can go back to my family with to my child like a normal person does and i also tell the patients to ignore their pains and to i guess that makes a difference so their spirituality if that is high then they can so where science and spirituality begins some patient only told me this actually she told me in marathi jikade vidyan samta tikade adhyatma suru hota so uh, that is something that left a mark on my mind that you know our patients are i would say they can take this they can handle this we just here to support them and we are just here to treat them and show them the path the correct path and the best path that is available in the world anywhere and the rest is up to god so it's like we treat and god cures madam tumhi sanga tumcha kasa mhanje tumcha anubhav kasa rahila ajun paryanta cha 1994 i joined before that i have done my training in mgm parel only but uh, as a general nursing ek kuch extra alag karna hai to got married was not allowed to work i said let me go for studies <laughs> so i joined tata hospital for doing my oncology specialization mm. diploma course after that i joined pesat rahi jate kitri every patient is counseled every day and they come with the queries it's not one diary in that 10 questions and that's the end every day there will be 10 more questions so each patient has got 10 10 questions like that we deal every day in breast opd 40 patients like those who enter with us in the dressing room so that is the time But there's no special time as such that we counsel them. That is, we do counseling when we do work with them while giving like a we have a handling smile the care. on the job. Yeah, right? and That's, actually, I would like to add here. Me, you want to stop? Not do that. That the sisters are so important that if a dressing is coming to me from the sister only, then I see half my OPD burden is seen by them. Like she said, forty patients dressings are done by them. Out of whom today I have seen none. That only means, unless huh. until we have got some doubts, then only we'll disturb that because we know they are very busy. Our doctors in TMS they work for twenty two hours. That's off. Yeah, <laughs> when they are resident, they have to work for that that long. They don't even sleep. Sometimes they don't have bath. So we have to go and eat. 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 Despite the untiring work done by hundreds of doctors and nurses like Dr Joshi and Sister Vaishali the situation in India is still quite difficult for an average cancer patient I asked Dr Pramesh 
what kind of problems do cancer patients face when seeking treatment is it related to diagnosis is it related to affordability is it related to access uh, what are those i think you have summarized it really well i think those three are by far the most common problems or hurdles that patients face delays in diagnosis are not infrequent in india very often when they go to a, their general practitioner doesn't get diagnosed as early as it could i treat lung cancer and a majority of patients who come to us with lung cancer come at an advanced stage because they've undergone treatment as tuberculosis or some respiratory infection with their local general practitioner they've been on antituberculous treatment for 3 uh, to 6 months there has been no response and then a scan is asked for and the cancer is diagnosed so late diagnosis is certainly a problem access to high quality care is also a problem uh, i'll give you the example of when we started our varanasi center we used to get about 3800 patients coming to us from the districts surrounding varanasi to the mumbai facility every year and uh, when we started the varanasi center in the second year we registered 18000 new patients at varanasi so access close to patients doorsteps is certainly a challenge and something that we should be looking at very urgently the final point which you mentioned and i completely agree is the affordability of care uh, as i mentioned earlier most of the newer treatments in cancer come at a cost and this is where i think oncologists need to be conscious of the cost benefit ratio there might be some marginal improvement in outcomes but if it comes at a cost which is bankrupting the family or getting them into catastrophic healthcare expenditure these are decisions that need to be taken a little carefully i know these are tough decisions but these are occasionally decisions that we need to take of course these are tough decisions that doctors have to take day in and day out it's a life pitted against the cost of saving that life in fact of all the challenges in cancer treatment it is a cost factor that is the biggest and most pressing so it would vary widely based on where the patient took treatment from it depends a lot on what type of cancer what stage it is and so on but a ballpark would be about a 1.5 to 2 lakhs in the government sector and this would go entirely towards treatment of i mean the drugs and the consumables that go with it in the private sector the same figure could be anywhere from 6 to 10 lakhs so there's quite a bit of variation in the cost of cancer care depending on where you got it but it would obviously be far more nuanced than the approximate numbers that i'm giving you it would depend on the type of cancer as well as the stage of disease also it's very crowded here and uh, we are yet to figure out how to go about this thing I think I have spent around seven lakh rupees. I can say one uh, fifty was for the stenting and PTBD, one lakh fifty thousand, and uh, then for surgeries they told me around two lakh fifty thousand. So five thousand caspers I can see the medicines and all, and rest bed charges and all I think it's fifty thousand because six six hours per chemo. Like I can say three four lakhs rupees. Uh, the cost has uh, the uh, treatment has costed me till now. पाँच छः हजार रुपया खाली केमो का लगता है और उनका खाने पीने रूम भाड़ा लगता है पाँच हजार पाँच हजार उन्होंने पाँच लाख तक खर्चा बोला है इसी तरह से चंदा बीरी करके पिछले बार ऑपरेशन कराए ढाई लाख लगा था ऑपरेशन कांसरपेशेंट this is a factor of both increased reliance on the private sector for care newer radiation equipment the newer surgical equipment are more expensive than it used to be drugs are a big 
source of increased healthcare costs. Cancer medicines are not inexpensive. And especially the newer advances that we've got, including targeted therapy and immunotherapy, have escalated costs to a large extent. Similarly, in surgery, advances like robotic surgery, in radiation like image-guided radiation therapy, proton therapy, all of these do improve outcomes, but they come at a substantial cost. When we use technology, we should be looking at models wherein it not just improves the outcomes, but also brings the cost down. And CAR T-cell therapy was an excellent example. CAR T-cell therapy is available in the United States for close to half a million US dollars. Mm -hmm. And the same treatment is now available in India thanks to a collaboration between the Tata Memorial Center and the IIT Bombay research groups which worked on this, which has brought down the cost to between 20 to 25 lakhs. But this still is beyond the reach of most patients. In a way to better address the challenges, Tata Memorial Center helped in setting up the National Cancer Grid in 2012. The grid is a large network of close to 300 cancer centers in India that has been formed to establish uniform standards of cancer care. Between these 300 centers that are either run by government or charitable trusts or are privately owned, over 7.5 lakh cancer patients are treated every year. That's close to 60% of India's cancer burden. And it's not just hospitals, but research institutes, NGOs and patient groups are also part of this network. And together, they negotiate with the pharma companies to lower the cost of most common cancer drugs. In fact, non-profits have played an important role in making cancer treatment accessible and affordable. The Indian Cancer Society has been doing it since 1951. Its secretary and managing trustee, the former deputy governor of RBI, Usha Thorath, told me her entry into this organization was accidental. A friend of mine who mm. was detected as cancer and she was mm. being seen by a very wonderful uh, doctor called Dr. Kurkure in Breach Candy mm. Hospital. Unfortunately, mm. he himself became a victim of cancer mm. and is no longer there. Uh, but Dr. Kurkure, I used to meet every time I used to go with her for her consultation. And mm. over some time, he started asking me, he said, why don't you come and help us in the Indian mm. Cancer Society? After Reserve Bank, I wasn't so sure I wanted to really do anything commercial or be in the financial sector. So mm. this mm. was appealing to me as well. And uh, later on, um, I was specifically asked to come and come as part of the Cancer Cure Fund, which was a unique fundraising idea that uh, was put together by the Indian Cancer Society trustees and mm. the HDFC Asset Management Company. And mm. um, they proposed combining the idea of private investment with social philanthropy so that because they were dealing with so many people who were making huge investments in mutual funds, they said, why mm. not we create a mutual fund where the corpus will be in a debt fund, a close-ended fund, and the hmm. dividend can be given to the Indian Cancer Society for treatment. So civil society organizations have been quite instrumental in driving innovative ways of funding cancer care in India. The Indian Cancer Society supports about 2,500 patients annually with a maximum of 5 lakh rupees per patient. The Indian Cancer Society has been administering hmm. the Cancer Cure Fund for the last 12 years. Mm. We have supported about uh, 15,000 nearly patients for a total mm. amount of some 200 crores. It's a very, uh, very, very robust governance system and a due diligence process 
where mm. we have twenty uh, empanelled hospitals all over the country, empanelled mm. after mm. a great deal of uh, care, and mm. uh, when they, each application is evaluated by a team of oncologists, mm. and initially it was all being done, you know, individually by a team of oncologists, but now mm. we are using an artificial intelligence device to screen the applications so that okay. uh, they meet our eligibility criteria one of which is a 50% survival criteria yeah so that's so important yeah so we support curable cancers with 50% survival uh, risk and we don't have any age limit so we have supported very much older people as well as long as the certifying doctor is certifying the survival risk and the ai tool and the ai tool uh, if it clears a proposal it comes and comes to a sanctioning committee which is headed by me but if it mm. doesn't if they are having a doubt then it goes through again the team of oncologists but their time taken by them earlier saved by almost 80% because of the ai tool well the levels of cancer awareness treatment and sophistication have gone up over the decades so have the costs Affordability today is the biggest question and let's see if the answer lies with the Indian pharma industry. Interestingly, at 3000 odd crore rupees, the oncology therapy in India is still quite small in size, that is less than 2% of the overall size of the Indian pharma market. But some entrepreneurs are trying to change this. One of them is Dharmesh Shah, the chairman and managing director of Mumbai-based BDR Pharma. a relatively small pharma company that is disrupting the oncology market by launching generic versions of key cancer drugs i was in a bombay hospital with my father where he had a routine chemotherapy session my father was detected with a lung cancer then liver and it went to the spine then i was sitting out where the counselor was sitting with one family who had a young boy of 4 years suffering from a black cancer and the wife was working in lic and husband was driving a taxi then they had a journey of almost one year where they got bankrupt trying to treat their son there was a stage that they were weeping that day and a counselor was counseling them because they believed that they didn't have any money left for the next day to treat their son then that is where the whole thought process started that i could afford but how many such people are able to afford the treatment then that's where my father was given one of the medication which was costing around 1 lakh 25000 rupees a while and uh, as a researcher being a technocrat myself i decided to take this product as a first product and see how the cost works out and to my surprise when i developed that molecule i saw the cost was not more than 100 rupees then i brought this product in a span of one year at a cost of around 400 rupees then that's where i saw that the market was dominated 85% by the multinationals and 15% by the generic player that too in a very basic conventional product then uh, no advanced drugs so that's where begin the journey and motivation in bdr that we want to make accessible and affordable complex generic molecules and which were those I started my first journey with a breast cancer molecule wherein the originator was selling a vial for a cost of around 75000 and I brought in first time in India at a cost of around 9000 rupees and then followed was in a prostate cancer where again 3 lakh 75000 
we brought a treatment cost to less than 20,000 and now it is 5,000 rupees. So I was very determined that in oncological segment, we will work on all the advanced therapies and the medications where we will work with the grassroots technology, develop our own raw material and finished product, then make a cheaper generic available with a high standard of quality, which is bioequivalent to that of an originator, so that quality is not a question. And our plants where we are producing are all accredited by WHO, as well as European authorities and USMDA. So in terms of our infrastructure capability, we were no less than anybody else. Then still we could prove a point that we could bring the complex generic at a very affordable price in the country. Shah's initiatives have brought him into direct clashes with the MNCs. How difficult is it to take on the big pharma? It's never easy because we know that our legal process takes its own time and it costs a lot of money. You have to you have to pull out a lot of your resources to be able to contest. And it's always a lone battle. These are big giant players globally. They are all blessed because their governments have been giving a lot of aid to them in their researches. Then they get a lot of funding also. And a lot of these companies, they buy the development from the universities for a peanut cost. And then they put it in a market at an exorbitant cost. As an Indian, I know that my country can't afford this. As I, I respect the patent, I never infringe the patent which has existence period. But I would also tell all my Indian counterparts in a pharma industry that we have to be bold enough to contest on Section 3D of patent and evergreening and wrong extensions. And we have to fight out those battles in order to see that we make good quality medicines available at an affordable prices. Life-saving medicines not becoming available to needy patients is something that also doesn't go down well with the doctors. Here are a lot of reasons given for the high cost of drugs and one of the most commonly used reason, I'll call this an excuse more than a reason, is the high cost of R&D. Certainly doing clinical trials is expensive. Costs of R&D are high. But there's a recent report, that the WHO report, which came out that for every dollar that the industry spends on R&D, they make a $14 profit. So these are obscene profits. These are not reasonable profits. I'm all for industry having to answer their shareholders and making profits. But there are limits to which these profits can be justified. And a better pricing system is what we need to look at. And again, industry uses the reason that we cannot have differential prices for differential countries. So you cannot equate a country which has a per capita GDP of $2,000 to something which has a per capita GDP of $60,000. And often, when you start adjusting for per capita GDP, even adjusting for purchasing power parity, we find that costs in India are much higher than what they are in high-income countries. And so the efforts of Indian generic pharma players to bring down the costs gets applauded. So the generics have been a big game changer for all kinds of healthcare and cancer is no exception. So the I don't know whether you read the news today that a new drug called palbocyclib, which was approximately 80,000 rupees a month when it was marketed by the innovator, is now available at a cost of 4,000 rupees, which is 5% of what the original molecule cost. So the affordability and the access for this these kind of drugs now suddenly exponentially increases. So I think the Indian pharmaceutical industry has done a great job in bringing the cost of these medicines down. But having said that, several of these newer molecules are still 
under patent and therefore generics are not possible and it's tragic that when you can treat 100 patients with a generic the lack of availability of the generic means that you can treat just five patients so i think it's still a long way to go dr pramesh tells me the government schemes like the ayushman bharat pradhan mantri jan arogya yojana have helped in a very big way i think the really big scale up has come after the introduction of the abpmj and before that several other state uh, insurance schemes like the arogya shri or the mpj or each individual state had their own health coverage scheme which covered the poor population now it has become far more accessible for patients to get these schemes it's covered in most states barring i think uh, two or three states with the result that and the coverage is up to 5 lakhs per family per year and for okay. most most cancer treatments provided you choose your treatment options wisely uh, mm. you will be able to offer the kind of treatment that is required this will still not cover the high end newer drugs mm. it will not cover things like proton therapy and so on there are also some other specific schemes which look at the higher end costs as well but these are fewer than the abpmj and this is one of the areas where i think the the government initiatives have paid off so now this drug in a shorter course regime which is known to be now as effective as a longer course regime which reduces costs substantially is now covered under the abpmj so automatically now this number is likely to go up as close to 100% as uh, it can be so there is progress but we still have a long way to go especially with affordability of care Unfortunately this scheme only covers hospitalization expenses and not the out of pocket expenses which are much more and it also suffers from some limitations under ayushman 15000 uh, public and 13000 private hospitals have been empaneled mm. only 10% mm. may be actually giving any cancer care see mm. ayushman bharat ideally it is covering the 40% okay the poorest now there are a mm. lot of people even those earning up to 10 lakhs who cannot afford cancer treatment so right. we started looking around to and asked a couple of insurance companies to come right. and offer a product which we will help them co-create you know right. which will be an affordable insurance product and which will give a cover up to 5 lakhs mm-hmm. and because we realized that we can share the data that we had you know of course mm-hmm. we were doing through 20 and panel hospitals whereas insurance companies ought to be doing through many many more but right. uh, yeah so we had people coming forth and we chose the best affordable one and that was a product by neva bupa which okay. is uh, coverage up to 5 lakhs with an hmm. annual premium payment of 1500 rupees plus taxes hmm. Hmm. family of five but hmm. uh, the problem with this uh, product is that there is nothing in it for a third party so you know you need to have some marketing uh, uh, incentive so right. as a commercial product it's not really uh, going ahead and i really have been uh, you know trying to see in what way this can be promoted because ultimately the patients will benefit the people will benefit the groups will benefit but uh, you know distributors and all don't have any margin or value in it you know as an incentive for them so it still right. needs to be pushed as a social product i would say <laughs> you know correct but i'm just wondering like you know people in india don't even buy the basic life insurance and to make them you know to make them think ki, you know cancer agar ho gaya aapko to aap uske liye ye preventive measure lo how do you yeah, see this is, oh that is the biggest challenge you're absolutely right kiran that is the challenge so a lot of the indian cancer societies focuses on awareness 
Mm. Awareness mm. in terms of preventive, you know, and we've been using social media so much and the mm. print media. Hundred million people we have covered in the last three four years just on awareness programs. Mm. And the main message is stay two steps ahead of cancer, avoid all risk factors, particularly tobacco, and do positive messages which say or talk about healthy lifestyle, good habits, and all that. And then even mm. then you spread the message of early detection. Because if detected early, cancer is curable. That's really the byline. So screening has now become our biggest focus. Awareness and screening. In fact, I feel here is where the civil society organizations have to come together with the governments because they have the infrastructure to be able to do the screening. And cost of screening can be high, but civil society organizations can give the know-how and make sure it's done very properly and using. you know technology solutions as well mm-hmm. and then finally be able to navigate the detected cases to a you know sustain a proper affordable standard of care treatment so a mass level checking of the vulnerable population for cancers is something that is the key to early detection and thankfully the government does have that idea on its agenda i think the government has embarked on a large uh, screening program Though not much of the population has been covered, but uh, the screening program looks at three different cancers that are common: that is, oral, breast, and cervical cancer. And fortunately, all three of these cancers lend themselves to screening using fairly low-tech, low-cost mm-hmm. measures. Uh, in fact, research that's come out of Tata Memorial has provided the largest body of evidence for screening for both breast and cervical cancer, where in each of these cancers there is a thirty percent reduction in mortality. if screening is done systematically so i think a good robust screening program would go a long way in uh, improving overall outcomes while the incidence of cancer is rising in india the system has not been completely blind to it the national cancer grid and inclusion of cancer treatment in ayushman bharat have been game changers in cancer care some of the key cancer drugs have been included in the national list of essential medicines There is also a proposal to cap the trade margins of common cancer medicines. NGOs and social workers have played a crucial role in taking government policies to cancer patients. The rolling out of a low-cost, locally produced cervical cancer vaccine has raised calls for making it a part of the national immunization program. All this is good news. But all these measures can only do so much in the face of the huge and rising cancer burden in the country. where most of the patients have limited resources to deal with their illness the incidence rates of cancer have shown signs of peaking out in a developed country like the us but here in india we are still on an upward trajectory it will become worse before it becomes better the existing institutions are strained serving the huge population and the private healthcare is beyond the reach of the majority of patients Most of the poor cancer patients are just a prescription or surgery away from bankruptcy if they are not able to secure health insurance or financial aid. So whether the glass is half full or half empty, it's still a huge glass. Improving the 3 A's of awareness, access and affordability is the way out for India to fight against cancer. But this is easier said than done. The funds required to do this at a national level are enormous. and lesser funds mean delayed cure which in case of cancer can sometimes mean cure denied 
the saving grace the government the healthcare industry and the civil society are together in india's fight against cancer so that's it for today this is your host kiran somanchi from the economic times it's world cancer day tomorrow and you have been listening to how india fights its cancer problem only on the morning brief a big thank you to our guests dr cs pramesh dharmesh shah and usha thorat for sharing their amazing insights and thank you for tuning in to this podcast brought to you by the team economic times show producer vinay joshi sound editor indranil bhattacharjee executive producers anupriya nair anirban choudhary and arijit verma we hope you like this episode do share it on your social media networks the morning brief drops every tuesday thursday and friday the morning brief is now streaming on amazon prime music and jio7 apart from spotify apple and google podcasts and of course it is own audio platform et play do tune in to et play our latest platform for all audio content have a great and healthy weekend